This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Bacon Sale. Hey guys, is it just me? Or is it getting crazier out there? <laughs> Jake, what, what's going on here? I feel like my soul's getting darker. You know darker. you like it. I don't like it. I mean, it's laughter. That's but it's, your freaking ringtone, kid. It's not the right kind of laughter. <laughs> wow. Uh, Are well, you okay, Joel? No, I feel sad and alone. <laughs> Every time Kent calls, that's what plays. Welcome to Bacon Cell. <laughs> I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And Jacob. And we'd like to thank you for listening to our Sundance crash course that we had last week. Yeah. Kent, you're all done with Sundance. How did it go? It was great, uh, although every movie was bad. (laughs) (laughs) So except for laughter we're looking for. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man. (laughs) Uh, We'd like to thank you for listening to that show. Uh, We really do appreciate it, and thank you for your feedback as well. Uh, Matt's was actually surprised that we weren't as old as he thought we were. How old did he think we were? He just was surprised none of us were born before 1978. And so, yeah. Thanks, Matt's. Uh, we also have some, uh, I'd like to thank our iTunes, some iTunes reviews I'd like to spotlight today. Uh, this first one's from KP Brown. He says, three friends talking about pop culture. It is entertaining and funny. One of my weekly listens. Awesome. Thanks, KP Brown. And thanks for thinking we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you guys again? Yeah, right. Then we have another review from Aleman, A-E-L-L-E-M-A-N, Aleman. Okay. And it says, this show is my favorite part of the week. Kent, Joel, and Jake are a hoot and have super fun topics each week. Oh, we're a hoot. A hoot. How do they know our secret word for each other? <laughs> yeah, great job, guys. Hoot. That's the safe word. Hoot. <laughs> hoot. Hoot. <laughs> oh, no. We have a safe word. Uh, okay. And then finally, from uh, Tyler H91, I love this podcast. I feel like every episode is a fun listen. These guys are hilarious, and every show is quotable. I can't recommend it enough. Thank you, Tyler. And thank you to everyone who gave us a review on iTunes. Yeah. We really yeah, do appreciate thanks, it. Go and give us a review on iTunes, on Google, on uh, Apple Podcasts, I guess what it's called now, and yeah. Google Play. Uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, give us a review. It gives us more visibility uh, so other people can find us, and it makes us feel warm and fuzzy inside. And we're going to try not to prove you wrong in this show. This we're, show we should be fun as well. We're gonna get. We'll we're gonna be a hoot in this show. We'll be a yes, hoot for sure. I'm pretty sure there'll be a lot of hooting. Uh, also, more hooting than you've ever had. Didn't more stop using the safe word that way. <laughs> but also, we've got some new patrons this week. Yes, we do. We would like to introduce and welcome Melanie Possel. Melanie Pozell. Pozell. Oh, Melanie. Okay, Melanie, thank you for coming. Ken, you seem a little tight-lipped about that one. Yeah, Melanie, she betrayed me. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> should we just, every time we laugh, should we laugh like the Joker? One of us should. <laughs> oh, no. But if you've listened uh, to the recent Pacon Bits, and once again, this is an encouragement to go join patreon.com forward slash Pacon Before we get to the other patrons, go listen. We've had some few updates. You guys know, I looked it up. We have 39 so far today's, uh, 40 by the time this airs, 40 Pacon Bits. Oh, Extra wow. mini episodes oh, wow. that you can get of us just sitting around and talking and enjoying each other's company. If you haven't yeah. heard the pitch before, I mean, literally just $3 every month and you can get access to this content. Yeah. And uh, and right now, there's some really interesting things going on. It's been a lot of fun. I'm sorry. But who is joining Melanie? Anna or Anna. I don't know. Bravo. Anna, hey, Bra- Anna, Anna Bravo. Bravo sounds good. Yeah. Anna. We'll go with Anna Such Bravo. Such a cool name, by yeah. the way. Anna Bravo. I, I think Anna sounds a little cooler. Anna maybe Bravo. it's the Frozen Anna influence. Bravo. I don't know. Brian and Angela Bass. Hello. Welcome. They're the best. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Thanks for being patrons. And finally, Andrea Harrison. Nice. Thanks, Thank Andrea. You, Andrea. Thanks, Andrea. We're glad to have you. And uh, again, we hope you're enjoying all the patron content. And if you want to enjoy it with those guys, go and sign up. Patreon.com slash bacon. At least be mildly amused. You will be. Yes. 
But uh, that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Jacob? Let's talk about the Academy Awards. It's oh. time to predict the Academy Awards. Jacob, our Jacob. annual competition. But Jacob, I hate this the is Academy actually a lot Awards. of fun. Let, uh, wait a minute. The predicting is anyway. Jacob, you the must be mistaken. Kind of... The Academy Awards normally happen what? at the end of February or early March. <laughs> nice setup. That's Thank true. <laughs> so why are we doing this like the first week in February? They got nervous and moved it up in case they became more irrelevant. They, they would totally appear. did. <laughs> but why would two or three more weeks make them more irrelevant exactly. than they already are? Exactly. Because here's the thing. They've been doing uh, like this year. Late is February, anyone care by the end of February? Late February, early March for past decade or so that's been mm-hmm. kind of their thing and they decided they'd be they'd hold it earlier it's going to be on february 9th 2020 which is very soon can i also just say i think they're right i'm glad waiting well, till the end of february but here's the thing it like, used to uh, be that it was like forever. award season award season award season and it all culminated into the oscars yes yeah but the oscars there, we just barely had the grammys that's this past weekend that's still true though what other is there other award ceremonies there the are. super bowl the biggest <laughs> that, award ceremony uh, that's Wait, been this week before Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that happened yesterday. Yates of the teams. <laughs> Our bet's still on. Yeah. They decided, they said that, you know what? We're, we're tired of like, we think people, maybe the reason people aren't watching is because they have fatigue from all the award shows. So we'll go earlier. But because they did that, they then kind of messed over all the award shows that came before them that Whoopsie. kind of build up to them. And so they all had to move their award shows back. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, no, make way for the Oscars. The big guy in the room wants the floor. I think they're trying yeah. to avoid controversy because always in the weeks leading up to Oscars, there's always something weird that goes down, whether they lose a host for one reason it's or true, another, right. or they try to announce the stupidest categories ever. Which they didn't, they didn't. Kudos do to year. them this year for not screwing with their well, own they had program. They such a bad time last year. Well, yeah. and you mentioned the host. Mm-hmm. Citing the success of the format for the 91st presentation in 2019. Success? And yeah, exactly. ABC announced the ceremony will again be conducted without a host. Okay. So they decided that the no host thing kind of worked. And they're like, yeah, it was successful. It was planned the whole time. Last year, I believe they had the cast of the Avengers coming out. It was kind of a relief for me, honestly. Well, the problem is they're never going to get another Billy Crystal type host where it's like, you know, entertaining. Everyone loves them and Mm -hmm. they have a great time because it just seems like, well, the reason they didn't have a host last year is because they chose one and then the Twitter mob got angry. Yes. And then they decided, oh, never mind. We're not going to do that. Yeah, so because yeah. no matter who they choose, will be outdated well, or they're a trying little to, too. They're trying irreverent. to live in a world where they don't offend anyone. And guess what? It's not possible. I imagine if the Golden Globes got Ricky Gervais again, their ratings would go up. Oh, but I they would. Didn't. Everyone I would is. Back. They didn't. And they, they didn't. They announced next year they're doing Tina Fey and Smart of them, but they should because yeah. I would watch again. Yeah, they should have just leaned into it. Mm-hmm. They should have, yeah. but they're a little afraid. Of course, so, he probably he might not have come back. So honestly. quickly. We are going to go over our predictions in this show, and so we're going to go over for the, the nominees, Academy Award. give synopses for the movies if you have or haven't seen them, and then pick our personal winners, and we are putting something on the line. Yes. So yes, we, we, we bet, uh, in the past, we've done a, uh, what is the like Street tacos. Street we tacos. Caveman, caveman burger. Caveman burger, R&R. We, yeah. Last year, it was pizzas. Mm-hmm. And this year, we've decided we're going to up the ante a bit. We are. How? Because it's not just us involved. It's us and a loved one. Because we are betting date night, where it's like oh, dinner and an activity. Myself. <laughs> you can bring a date. <laughs> no one wants to date me. Oh, by myself. So, uh, gentlemen, is that a, a fair agreement that whoever wins, whoever get? Okay, we should clarify. Whoever gets the most correct for the Oscar predictions wins a date night. I'm in. You're in, Jake. I'm, I'm totally in. All right. Whatever. I don't win. Up. I get last place every year. Shake my hand. Uh. All right, shake it. You two shake on it. Shake. 
Can I take you Jake, if, Jake. I, if I win? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I got a date. <laughs> his wife would be so mad. Jacob's wife would be like, what the heck? I'd be like, Kit needs to go on dates too, honey. <laughs> I'm lonely. Yeah. <laughs> but you can take someone out and on us. But we're not just here to say, hey, we're going to get free food. We've got another competition for you. Yes, we, we do. do. <laughs> That's cute. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> That was not cute. So we have a contest for you, the listener. And it worked out pretty well last year for you guys because we had a tie and we ended up giving lots of prizes away. Uh, But we have a contest where you go to our Facebook, well, actually Facebook and Twitter probably. We have to link back to Instagram, say link in bio or whatever. But look on our social media channels for a chance to win $50 to your local movie Did theater. Did you say $15? I said five zero. Dollar oh. sign five zero fifty. Love it. All you have to do is fill out the Google Sheet of nominees. So Jacob has created once again this year a Google Sheet that we'll be sharing on our social media platforms. This is true. And you go in, you make your predictions on all 24 categories. Mm-hmm. And then whoever gets the most correct will win. But there's a twist. Yeah, we're messing with the numbers a little bit. In fact, some categories are weighted higher. Weighed and weighted. I think it makes sense. So best pictures were three. Best three director, points. two. Best actor, best actress, two each. Mm-hmm. Best, both best screenplays are best both two. Best adapted screenplay and best original Everything screenplay. Everything else worth one. So we want to have variance as far as scores go. Yeah. That counts for us and for all of you. Yeah. One listener. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Exactly. Uh, go online. Uh, put your ballot in. We don't know how the one person tied last year. So. <laughs> yeah. So we want to, we want you to go in. We want you to try out and, and see how many you can get right. And we'll be sharing this like we said. But you can win $50 to your local so movie theater just for guessing. Find us on social media. We'll be putting the link there. Even if you don't know anything about it, you can You'll make guesses. A, it's like button mashing on Street Fighter. I know I say that every year, but it's true. Yeah. I'm always beat. Or the fantasy and I've seen football. every movie or the on the autodraft list. on fantasy footballs. It's it's the same thing. It's like if you overthink it, sometimes you get in your own head too much and you don't win. That's where I'm at. So yeah. So the, re- the research is kind of fun though, I gotta admit. It is fun. Like so, I I really enjoyed seeing some of these uh, nominees. What we're about to do is Jake is going to read off the nominees and Joel and I will provide uh, synopses, some factual and some close. Yes. And our winners right after that. Now just to give you guys a quick breakdown of some things that are happening at the ninety second Academy Awards. So there I looked it up. There were 786 films released theatrically in 2019. Out of those 700 plus movies, only 53 received nominations. Okay. And so 53 of these films received 124 nominations total. But we're good wow. That, yeah. uh, Joker received the most nominations, okay. uh, 11. Outrage! <laughs> uh, followed by The Irishman, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood got 10 and then Jojo Rabbit, Little Women, Marriage Story, and Parasite all got six. Okay. So that's kind of the lion's share of who got the nominees. I also wanted to talk about that the, the top five highest grossing movies of 2019 only have eight nominations total. So like the, the, big, the big five movies, the big money makers only have eight of those 53 nominations. And they're kind of the dinky ones. Yeah. So it's like, good job with your visual effects. Yeah. Where's Joker? Where did that sit? Was that somewhere in the top 10 for the uh, grossing? Yeah. Well, the Joker actually did quite well. Although I found this out, by the way. Joker uh, only got about 300 million domestically. Yes. And then 700 million in other territories. Yeah. So like other countries really liked Joker. Mm-hmm. Kind of funny. I didn't, I, I didn't realize that. Outrage! Outrage! So yes, like we said, we're going to uh, do these categories. Each time we talk about a movie for the first time, 
we'll introduce it with a synopsis so that you know what we're talking about. And you can even get educated by our show and make your picks that way. Let's get this started. And we're going to begin with none other than Best Supporting Actress. And the nominees are Kathy Bates from Richard Jewell. American security guard Richard Jewell saves thousands of lives from an exploding bomb at the 1996 Olympics, but is vilified by journalists and the press who falsely reported that he was a terrorist. It's very interesting. Based on a true story. I'd like to see that, actually. I haven't done that. Margot Robbie from Bombshell. A group of women take on Fox News head Roger Ailes and the toxic atmosphere he presided over at the network. Scarlett Johansson in Jojo Rabbit. A young boy in Hitler's army finds out his mother is hiding a Jewish girl in their home. Florence... Pew. Pew from Little Women. Oh, I shouldn't, st- I shouldn't correct you. I want I'm yeah, so really yeah, glad, yeah, I'm really glad, glad you helped me That's part of the there. fun. Joe March reflects back and forth on her life, telling the beloved story of the March sisters, four young women each determined to live life on their own terms. And finally, Laura Dern from Marriage Story. Uh, Noah Baumbach's incisive and compassionate look at a marriage breaking up and a family staying together. I think there are two possible winners here. Obviously, we have to choose one, and so I'm going to go with the mm-hmm. one that was a very painful watch and i sure did hate her on screen it's laura dern in marriage story i do think that florence Pugh could definitely win this she's been winning a lot of the awards but laura dern was so good in this movie what has she won laura dern no uh, uh florence, florence Pugh. Pugh. Yeah. she's won a, like i think the bafta oh right the, BAFTA. the golden globe BAFTA, no, no, laura right. dern got the golden globe oh did she she did okay so which where, is why where I, are you picked, going? I picked laura dern okay. as well me as well so she got her gold. She got the Golden Globe. She got a SAG Award, uh, which are other award shows that come before the Oscars and kind of precursor into what the Oscars could be. And here's the thing: I hated Laura Dern in the Last Jedi, but I loved to hate her in the Marriage Story. Okay, good. That's a big difference. Yeah, I think this is a like a tribute award for the work she did in her cameo in Jurassic Park Three. <laughs> I mean, yeah, finally she gets, she gets the recognition. She gets Jurassic World Three. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No Jurassic Park Three. Oh, oh, back then. Yes. Yeah. Wow, that's a really that's, long wait. You know, it's about time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was looking at these other ones, and it's funny that Florence Pugh was in Pugh Midsummer. Was in Midsummer. Fighting with my family. Fighting with my family. And, uh, and Black Women, Widow this May. Which is weird because it just seems like it's such a wide variety yeah. of movies. So good on her. She's but, that diverse. But well, we all three picked Laura Dern. We got a yes. Bacon Cell Sweep. Yep. Bacon and I sweep. mean, Scarlett Johansson, too. I mean, she's in a couple different movies that are nominated she, here, which is interesting. Scarlett yeah. Johansson got nominated for Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress. It, which, is, which is cool. It's a little embarrassing. I'd be like, stop. Please don't. That's how Meryl Streep feels. She's yeah. like, please, no more. Please. Uh, best Actor? Okay. <laughs> Why I mean, not? Jojo Rabbit, I mean, like, this is interesting, but I don't know. I really liked her in that role, though. Supporting actress, though? Like no. an Academy nod for that? No. I don't think so. They either. may have ran out of people. I think they did. No. <laughs> no, they good. did. They're like, who else is here? I liked it. Scarlett, if you're listening, Oh, Meryl Streep were in a movie? No. Nominated. <laughs> no. Scarlett, we need Black Widow <gasps> to take this one. Meryl Streep was not nominated this year. And she was in The Laundromat. And The Little Women. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, she must have really and been And she was the Joker in. for a little bit. I don't know if you guys knew this. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> All right. The next category is the best supporting actor. The nominees are Anthony Hopkins in The Two Popes. Behind Vatican walls, the conservative Pope Benedict and the liberal future Pope Francis must find common ground to forge a new path for the Catholic Church. Next is Brad Pitt from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. A faded television actor and a stunt double strive to achieve fame and success in the film industry during the final years of Hollywood's golden age in 1969, Los Angeles. Joe Pesci in The Irishman. A mob hitman recalls his friend Jimmy Hoffa. Al Pacino in The Irishman. Jimmy Hoffa. Still. Yep. <laughs> yep. He plays Jimmy Hoffa. Yep. Same movie. Tom Hanks in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. 
based on the true story of a real-life friendship between Fred Rogers and, and journalist Tom Junode. I'll start this one. I have voted Brad Pitt. Because he's won everything? He's won everything? Yeah, he has won most of the awards for Except this. Except for he's never won an Oscar. This could be his this, year. This could be well, he did, he did win as a producer for 12 Years a Slave when it won Best Picture. Yeah. But he's never himself won an Oscar. He lost in 1996 for 12 Monkeys, Benjamin Button in 2009, and Moneyball in 2012. I actually didn't think much of his performance during the movie, but like I reflected on his character several times. It's a great character. And I was like, that actually was a great character. I had no idea until it was over. And it's not even the best supporting performance. Actually, the best one is Joe Pesci. In, oh, yeah. In The Irishman. In The Irishman. He was really good. Deserves like, to win, but he, having the split vote there will hurt. Yes. Because that's what I was going to say is like Joe Pesci's performance in The Irishman is like this kind of very calm, I'm in control, even though I don't look it. It's yeah. probably the best performance in The Irishman, I think. Yeah, and I then, agree. But then yeah. Al Pacino is like so annoying. It's it's oh, intentionally it's, annoying. But well, that's why I think he did a good job as well. But like I, I agree with Ken. I think he's going to split it. Are we all going to vote the same on this one too? Yeah, we are. Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt? Yeah, Brad Pitt. Yep. Oh, he even said during the Golden Globes, he said, I've seen so many actors before DiCaprio won his finally his best actor award. So many actors who worked with DiCaprio win in the same movie, whereas DiCaprio didn't. He said, and now it's my turn. You guys, what if we all get what if we all tie? Are we all going to go on date night together? Group date. Make it so group date. That'll be fun. <laughs> OK, so we're all picking Brad Pitt Brad for Pitt, best supporting actor. Yes, we are. In Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and his abs. 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 He's like, I know, like he's up on the roof, and it's like, I think I'll take my shirt off now. And I'm like, okay, I guess, I guess you needed to do that. <laughs> Here's the thing: <laughs> was, I was, I looked up a bunch, I did a bunch of research online, uh, and one of the things I thought was funny that everyone mentioned that scene is him taking off his shirt, and I was like, what the heck? Well, are we judging people like on their acting? Or it was, they, it was or pretty hot. They look. Well, I'm not denying <laughs> that. I mean, what fifty year old Brad Pitt? I, yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, right? I'm not denying that his it was, face is old, but his body's still looking good. Aging goals. <laughs> aging goals. That's not right, so many wrong. quotes. Move along. I like the girl that uh, you know keeps doing the flirtatious thing with is like yeah, with the stinky feet. Yes, yeah. that's oh coming gosh. up next. Oh my gosh, there were so many feet in that movie. We got to move along. Like next level feet. <laughs> okay. Next category is Best Original Screenplay. Mm -hmm. The nominees are Marriage Story. Divorce Story. <laughs> That's what we'll call it, sure. <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So many feet. <laughs> <laughs> so many feet, it's crazy. Yeah. Parasite. All Unemployed. Kai Tak and his family take peculiar interest in the wealthy and glamorous Parks. As they Parks is in the family, not Parks is in like wealthy and Rex. Right, yeah. yeah. As they that integrate would be a weird themselves thing to get interested. <laughs> into their lives and get entangled in an unexpected incident. Knives Out. A detective investigates the death of a patriarch of the eccentric combative family. And 1917. Two young British soldiers during the First World War are given an impossible mission. Deliver a message deep in enemy territory that will stop 1,600 men and one of the soldier's brothers from walking straight into a deadly trap. Joel, why don't you start this off with your winner? Uh, well, so I was debating on, like, because original screenplay, I like that. It's it's something out of nothing. It this is, is yeah. the, the screenplay that someone just comes from someone that had no precursor. Mm -hmm. And... I don't, I should clarify, I'm not voting with my heart this Oscar season. That's how you usually win. Actually, Jake usually wins because he goes with his Because he just goes that's with, true. he just asks someone else and gets his answers. Yeah. So, but I, I did a lot of guys, research. That's not possible. And everyone seems to be pointing fingers at Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Because what, what does pointing, your heart want you to do? Pointing, you mean toes at uh, Quentin Tarantino? That's uh, Ew. Now, Parasite would probably be my heart pick. But Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Hollywood loves movies about Hollywood. I don't know if you guys know this. Parasite's really going to win this one now just because of that. But uh, this is revisionist history of a famous, Hollywood, infamous Hollywood incident mm -hmm. where they took what happened in Hollywood that was terrible and made it beautiful. 
and Hollywood is going to love that. So and, ever heard violence described as beautiful by you? <laughs> and it had the best screenplay. So Once Upon a Time in Hollywood will win. That's your pick as well? Oh, yeah. Jacob? Me too. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> Don't get we mad. We cannot go to the same site. Don't get mad. <laughs> we need to... That's one of us has to win. All right, the next one is best adapted screenplay. Okay, so here's a weird thing about adapted screenplay is like Joker, for example. It's mm-hmm. an original story. It's never been done in comics before, but it's an adapted screenplay because the character has existed yes. before. Yeah, yeah. And like, apparently I, I read up that all sequels are automatically considered adaptation, ad- adapted screenplays, even if it's original concept. Like if they did a... That makes uh, sense. Once Upon a Hol- one Time in Hollywood 2, yeah. it would be adapted, right. which I thought was weird. The nominees are Jojo Rabbit. Taika Waititi gives himself the funniest role in a movie about Nazi Germany. <laughs> Indeed. Little Women. The 17th adaptation of the classic novel. Seven, is that an actual number? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> the Irishman. A movie starring old actors, and I can't tell if they're digitally aged or de-aged. <laughs> no kidding. Joker. In Gotham City, mentally troubled comedian Arthur Fleck is disregarded and mistreated by society. He then embarks on a downward spiral of revolution and bloody crime. This path brings him face to face with his alter ego, the Joker. And Two Popes. The peaceful adaptation of Angels and Demons. <laughs> this is a I'd watch that. These are pre-written. You're not coming what? up with these on top of your head. That's so funny, just off the cuff. <laughs> you thought this through. All right, All right Jacob, you starting? want to go first? Yes. I'm going with Little Women on this one. And Dang it! This is uh, this is like kind of like you said, this isn't a heart choice. This is, I'm like, that one seems to be getting the love. And I don't have it, a strong feeling otherwise. It is a very fresh take on the screenplay and the story we know. And it's really refreshing, honestly. Yeah. But the Irishman will win. You, you love Irishman's gonna take it? I'm going with the women. Irishman. See, okay, finally we have dissension because yeah. I'm, I'm going with Little Women as well because I think that I think Joker has a chance. On Greta those Gerwig ones. was snubbed as a director, as everyone's mm. on the online was saying. Oh, she was snubbed. She was Outrage. snubbed as a director. How dare they not love Greta Gerwig? And now they're mad at Bacon Cell. Thanks, yes, Joker. <laughs> uh, but the critics love her. Uh, Twitter mob loves her, and so if she doesn't get some Academy love. People will riot, and so this is going to be their kind of uh, Little Women. Good job. Yeah. So all right, all right. But I say the Irishman. Hey, we finally broke it. Finally. You're welcome. This is when Kent starts losing, Jacob. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I changed my vote. (laughs) No, you're still Irishman. The next category is visual effects. The nominees are Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. The surviving members of the Resistance face the First Order once again, and the legendary conflict between the Jedi and the Sith reaches its peak, bringing the Skywalker saga to its end. I thought it reached its peak already. That's Mm -hmm. weird. It already ended. It did. Avengers Endgame. After the devastating events of Avengers Infinity War, the universe is in ruins. With the help of the remaining allies, the Avengers assemble once more in order to reverse Thanos' actions and restore balance to the universe. 1917. Dunkirk with less action and more stories about home. Okay. The Lion King. After the murder of his father, a young lion prince flees his kingdom only to learn the true meaning of responsibility and bravery. But this time in live action! But also animated. The Irishman. True cinema, now streaming. (laughs) How long did it take you to come up with these? Like 30 minutes, (laughs) each one. (laughs) Okay, I'm I'm going to go first first on this one. This is tough because Avengers Endgame, probably not as good. I mean, there's a lot on the screen, but it doesn't look as crisp as Star Wars, for example. Yeah. But they have to give this one to The Lion King. 1917 looks great, but for what they did, they fully animated The Lion King, and it looks really solid. Were they lifeless characters? Yes, but the landscape and, and the animals look kind of real. All right. So Lion King for me. That's a terrible opinion. I can't believe you said it. Okay. This is where you're going to lose. This one? Yeah, for sure. This one? This is the one. What yeah. are you picking, So what did you choose? 1917. 
Oh, why 1917? Because I think it's going to be a favorite, and I don't think they want to give it to Avengers or Star Wars. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. So I almost picked the Irishman because I read up on their how they digitally re-aged or, you know, made them younger. Yeah. And they were like, there's no way we're going to get Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci to wear like one of those stupid helmets and put dots all over their faces. And then they're going to act. That's they're true. not going to go for that. Yeah. I actually was not that impressed with the aging, de-aging thing. Joe Pesci looked okay. He did. Yeah. But De Niro is what is getting all the screen time, like his he face up there. And it's like, oh, his eyes are brighter, but he looks old and fatty. But they literally, to be here's the thing. They literally created a new type of camera. Well, they, they, they attached two other cameras to the main camera so that it could get like the right lighting and stuff like that and make it so they could digitally re digitally de-age them yeah, de without the faces any of like the crazy dots or things like that, which you yeah. normally have to do. So it was an advancement technology, but I didn't go with that. So what'd you do? Avengers oh. Endgame. Okay. okay. This is the Legacy Award. It is the highest grossing movie of all time. And this is one where they're going right to pull in people and be like, look, look, we gave Avengers an award. So we're good. We're cool. Right, kids? We're, we're cool like Even the cool kids? The ugly gray battlescape. It's more, and like I said, this is the legacy award of all okay. the, the all the visual effects they've done throughout the years. And so this is I kind actually of the, went back and forth go. on this one. It was so Avengers or nineteen. We all we all differed on this one. Yeah. Right? Okay. There we so go. So I did okay, Avengers Endgame. You did nineteen seventeen. And Ken did Little Women. Lanking. Oh, Little Lanking. Women. <laughs> Little Lanking. <laughs> they had the best visual effects. All right. Next category is sound mixing. So once again, sound mixing. A sound mixer, they tweak levels on every audio file. So this, this is the overall soundscape. They affect everything the audience hears, including dialogue, sound effects, foley effects, and the score. So basically, like when you hear a bullet whiz by the main character's ear and followed by a gasp. Or if you've seen like or a, the music, like the tone of that right. is what you hear. Like that is what the sound mixer does. One of the biggest uh, tells for me on uh, sound mixing, and you see this in older movies, it's the sound of people's shoes. You'll yes. hear like, like I was watching this old James Bond movie and you could hear like the shoes being like tap, 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 tap on the, on the floor. And it's because some Foley artist is like just slamming the foot down. But think of Sound someone would be better you know, behind a producer's booth and they're moving dials up and down for what you hear when you hear it. Yes. That's sound mixing. Yes. Okay. The nominees are Joker. The best card in the card game, War. <laughs> is it though? Yeah. Joker's the best. If you're allowed to play with it. We never play with Jokers. You don't? You take them out? We take them out. Yeah, they're you have the best to play ones. with a Joker. Yeah. That's messed up, Joel. <laughs> was your childhood okay? It was okay. Without that? It was fine. Ford v. Ferrari. American car designer Carol Shelby and driver Ken Miles battle corporate interference, the laws of physics, and their own personal demons to build a revolutionary race card for Ford and challenge Ferrari at the 24 Hours of Le Mans in 1966. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Feet, 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 feet. <laughs> <laughs> That's ripped off from uh, Honest Trailers, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Ad Astra. Astronaut Roy McBride undertakes a mission across an unforgiving solar system to uncover truth about his missing father and his doomed expedition that now, 30 years later, threatens the universe. And 1917. The sequel to 1776. Nice. <laughs> so yeah. sound mixing. Joel, do you want to get a start on this one? Uh, I went with 1917 uh, because of all the bombs and ticking clocks and music. Yeah. I just feel There's like... There's a lot going on. Th this is one again. Once again, I would have given it probably Ford v. Ferrari. You should have. But I went with 1917 because that's where all the fingers seem to be pointing. And I'm like, I don't get it. But this is what the, the head is telling me. All the editing with the vroom vroom <laughs> and the soundtrack and the talking to each other through radios. It is crisp. Ford B. Ferrari should win this award. Should or is? Um, I, go, I go with heart and head and probably more heart. What are you picking? A Ford V Ferrari. For that sure. is your pick officially. Yes, absolutely. Okay. That was my first pick and then I decided it was my heart and I went with 1917. Okay. Man, you guys are going to steal this one. <laughs> <laughs> or Kent is. Or yeah. Maybe this is your see. year. Honestly, who they're so desperate and needy, like they could like flip everything on its head. Who knows yeah. what they'll do. 
Next category is sound editing. And this is when they're creating sounds, like new sounds that aren't necessarily in the movie. You want to create some sounds for these, Joel? <laughs> let's see how this goes. Actually, we've talked about all these before, so let's we can do just, this. Let's yeah. just do sound effects for them. All right. First nominee is Ford v. Ferrari. <laughs> Le Mans. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, Joker. <laughs> yeah, was, okay. Good job, Jacob. Whatever yeah. you guys are going to do. Let's keep going. Good. That was good. What's the next one? <laughs> really? That's going to sound good. Yeah. I'm going to at least finish the laugh. Okay, go for it. Uh, <laughs> that was the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> uh, yeah, it worked better in harmony. Thanks, guys. 1917. I have a letter. <laughs> Once upon a time in Hollywood, I'm the devil and I'm here on the devil's business. <laughs> Flamethrower. It's pretty good. Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Do it. Ruin the franchise forever. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Okay. Sound editing on this one. This is where I gave 1917 the nod. Uh, what they create, whether it's uh, you know going through mud, sticking your hand through a corpse. Sorry if you haven't seen this movie, but that happens. Ooh, it's what? gross. It is. It, the whole thing feels like you spoiler are Spoiler alert. In it. That's ruining the That's whole plot. That's a spoiler alert. <laughs> the whole plot's ruined now. But like you said, the this noises they have to create, whether it's aircraft, uh, cars going by, uh, gunfire, they do a great job. Okay. So you're choosing 1917, as yes. am I. Yes, am I. Oh, yeah. we got another one. again. I feel like... Wait, the, have you guys seen 1917? No, but it's, once again, <laughs> I, I feel like the Academy's been getting lazier with these two categories. Like, I, I would not be surprised if they ended up merging them at some point. Overall soundscape, like they, true. they used to have that, I believe. But it just feels like they keep giving it to kind of the same two. It's like this one and this one and this one and this one. It's like the same way. I hear that. And so I was like, if we're going to give it here, they're going to give it here. Mm -hmm. Even though they're different things. Like, and I acknowledge that. Mad Maxing it a bit. All right. Next category is short film live action. The nominees are Nefta Football Club. In South Tunisia, two football fan brothers bump into a headphones-wearing donkey in the desert on the border of Algeria. Unaware that two men are waiting nearby for the donkey and its hidden drug stash, the brothers take the animals back home with them. Are you on drugs right now? No. That description. It's cool. It's a random description. It's, okay, so I watched the trailer, yeah, and yeah, these crazy. kids are basically just wandering around, and they see this donkey, and they're like, cool. And they're like, what is this, flower? And yeah. they take it home, and then these two drug guys are like, where's our donkey? And so they're going to find him. It's kind of like Millions, uh, mm -hmm. Danny Boyle, it kind of reminded me of. And so I was like, oh, this could be fun. It's like Kent when he leaves for work in the morning. He finds donkey. Where's, no, my, he, donkey? where's my donkey? <laughs> <laughs> I'm making pancakes. Making bigger pancakes. Oh, waffles. It's waffles. Mm. My Shrek knowledge is not up to date. Next nominee <laughs> is Seria. Explores the un unimaginable hardships faced by young female orphans at the Virgin de la Asuncion safe home in Guatemala. Leading up to the tragic fire, which claimed 41 of their lives in 2017. Yikes. Brotherhood. Muhammad is deeply shaken and suspicious when his estranged eldest son, Malik, returns home to rural Tunisia with a mysterious young wife in tow. The emotional complexities of a family reunion and past wounds lead to tragic consequences. The neighbor's widow. Window. It tells the story of a middle-aged woman with small children whose life is shaken up when two free-spirited 20-somethings move in across the street. Mm. And they don't have blinds. No. And a sister. An emergency services dispatcher must tap into all her professional skills when she receives a call from a woman in a desperate situation. So I haven't seen any of these. Okay. I watched the trailer for all of them. Mm -hmm. And it was okay. So it was very interesting. Just to give you a recap, like sister was one of those that they didn't give me a lot in the trailer. It was just right. someone on a phone call with what I thought was her sister. Turns out she's actually being abducted. 
And she says she has to call her sister. Like she's in the car. She got abducted. And she has to call her quote sister. Was it Liam so Neeson? she wouldn't. Yeah. So she wouldn't be suspicious. And she calls emergency dispatch and then has to have a conversation to let them oh, know. That's great. She, she's kidnapped and where cool. she is without letting the guy know. Mm. Um, the one about the uh, uh, orphanage looked really stressful. Like to harrowing. Me. Yeah. Like I, I was like, oh man, I don't know if I can have a neighbor's window. Probably a little too scandalous for my taste. Sure. It sounds like some voyeurism y things. But I went and read the, the it, it's based on a, a true story and I went and read the true story about it and it was actually kind of heartbreaking. Okay. So, uh, Nefto Football Club, like I said, like millions. And But the one that I wanted to know the most about was Brotherhood. So I chose that one. I did as well. Did you? Yes. Me too. What? Mm-hmm. How did we all pick the live action short film the same one? <laughs> I know. I we should have made this one worth the most. So I dug to find out what was happening in this movie because it's not easy to find these films. It's and not. I found it, but it wasn't subtitled. And I'm like, that doesn't help me. Hmm. Uh, but this has won, uh, Brotherhood has won 45 awards already across the globe. Hmm. Uh, and it was one of those that just, it drew me in and everyone seems to love it. And so I picked that one. Why did you guys pick Brotherhood? It just sounded like the most controversial. Yeah, I mean, it sounded it sounded like it was getting hype, and it looks interesting. All right, next. So we all picked Brotherhood. Yeah, we yes, all we picked did. Brotherhood. Next category is short film again for animation this time. The nominees are Sister, which is not to be confused with A Sister. Mm-hmm. A man remembers his childhood and growing up with an annoying little sister in 1990s China. How would have life has been if things had gone differently? I like when they put question yeah, marks. Question mark synopsis. synopsis. Differently, Kit Bull. An unlikely connection sparks between two creatures, a fiercely independent stray kitten and a pit bull. Together, they experience friendship for the first time. There's a Pixar one. Is it? Mm-hmm. It's, okay. it's cute. Memorable. It's memorable. Memorable. Le memorable. Uh, painter Louis and his wife Michelle are experiencing strange events. Their world seems to be mutating. Slowly, furniture, objects, and people lose their realism. They are deconstructing, sometimes disintegrating. Hair love. A father tries to do his daughter's hair for the first time. And lastly, daughter. In a hospital room, the daughter recalls a difficult childhood moment when, when as a little girl, she tried to share her experience with an injured bird with her father. That sounds weird. Well, of course, that one looked weird, too. Yeah. Yeah, some of these are claymation. Some are stop motion. You have traditional animation. One is made animation. of fuzz. Like the, yeah. the sister is like made of fuzz. I can't explain it. The most approachable one here is hair love. I think it's, it's so just, it's, cute. It's hair seven minutes. It is. It's is so adorable. cute. Hair, hair love yeah. is what I chose. Yeah. Hair love is what I chose. Okay. That's a sweep. So uh, did you pick it too? Yeah. Oh, man, because that one, that's on YouTube. Actually, Kitbull is on YouTube and Disney Plus as well. It is. I watched it on Disney Plus. I was like, hey, kids, let me show you Kitbull. And I was like, I watched it on Disney Plus. I'm like, how dare you? How dare you watch Pixar without shorts you? without me? Uh, but Hair Love, it's a cute story, clever animation, and an emotional punch. And also, as a father, uh, there was one time when my wife had to be on hospital bed rest for mm-hmm. a while, and she was gone. And so I had to, for almost a month, do my daughter's hair, my two daughters at yeah. the time, and it was terrifying. Sure, yeah. I think I remember you talking about that. Because you let them down if you don't do it right. I was so scared. When was it? Uh, 2014, I want to say. I I, I think I remember you talking about that. Yeah. At 14, I would have known you. Every day I say, hey, can we just do a ponytail? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) But no, give Hair Love a a watch. It's, It's really cute. I think you'll enjoy it. So sweep on that one. Next category is documentary short subject. We're still in these thrilling categories that everyone wants to hear. Although about. I do watch these trailers and I'm like, I watch that. Yeah, probably worth watching. It's just this is the type of the sh- this is the part of the show, Bacon Cell and the Oscars, where people are like, hey, yeah, moving on. Yeah, yeah. we're we're at like 1.5 speed right now. Yeah, <laughs> and if we weren't, I just gave him the idea. Yes. <laughs> All right, so the nominees for documentary short subject are first, learning to skateboard in a war zone if you're a girl. Over the course of 15 years, a class of young girls from disadvantaged neighborhoods in war-torn Kabul learn to read and write and grow together in confidence through the joy of skateboarding. 
life overtakes me. In the grip of trauma, hundreds of refugee children in Sweden withdraw from a life's uncertainties in, into a coma-like illness called resignation syndrome. St. Louis Superman. Bruce Franks Jr., a leading Ferguson activist and battle rapper who was elected to the overwhelmingly white and Republican Missouri House of Representatives, must overcome both personal trauma and political obstacles to pass a bill critical to his community. That's a mouthful. Yeah. Walk, run, cha-cha. Paul and Millie Cow lost their youth to the aftermath of the Vietnam War. Forty years later, they have become successful professionals in Southern California and are rediscovering themselves on the dance floor. Sounds boring. (laughs) (laughs) And lastly, in the absence. When the MV Seawall Ferry sank off the coast of South Korea in 2014, over 300 people lost their lives, most of them school children. Years later, the victims' families and survivors are still demanding justice from from national authorities. There's so a, there's very a lot of, happy, fun. No, I was going to say there's a lot of downers here. Yeah. And I, I mean, some maybe not as much, but the one with the coolest title and Except I think it's real upper Cha-Cha. is learning to skateboard in a war zone if you're a girl. I, I chose that one and it's not for any personal reasons. It's just the one that looked like it would win. Yes. I chose it as well. Okay. I have having watched the trailers for all these. Life Overtakes Me was was weird because it's the syndrome where these these refugees will all of a sudden just become catatonic. These kids just mm-hmm. start shutting down. And it's like, it's it's a, I've never heard of the syndrome before, so I actually had to yeah, do some neither. research on it. So it almost, I almost picked that one. But it's sad. But learning to skateboard in a war zone. very sad. Oh, it was very sad. But learning to skateboard in a war zone, especially or if you're a girl, I was watching it and the girls were absolutely adorable riding right. around on those skateboards. And it just seemed like they're having so much fun. And it was, it seems like it's going to discuss politics and, gen, and you know, defy gender norms. And I thought this is a pa- Academy bait. And I probably want to watch it too. Yeah. So and the title's great. Yep. That's, yeah. that's a lethal combination for this. Yeah. So, okay. Next category Best Documentary. This is full length. The nominees are The Edge of Democracy, Cautionary Tale about one of the most dramatic periods in Brazilian history and the polarizing rise and fall of the country's leaders. For Sama, Both an intimate and epic journey into the female experience of war. Honeyland. The last female bee hunter in Europe must save the bees and return the natural balance in Honeyland when a family of nomadic beekeepers invade her land and threaten her livelihood. Oh, hey, when that happens. American Factory. In post-industrial Ohio, a Chinese billionaire opens a new factory in the husk of an abandoned GM plant and hires 2,000 blue-collar Americans. And The Cave. Amidst airstrikes and bombings, a group of female doctors in Ghouta, Syria, struggle with systemic sexism while trying to care for the injured using limited resources. Mm-hmm. All right. The winner is the one that sounds interesting, American Factory. The winner is Apollo 11, but it wasn't <gasps> nominated, but it's the best documentary of the year. Really? Oh, yeah? Yeah. It wasn't even nominated. Yeah, it wasn't. It's crazy. It's the one about the, the launch. Yes. Yeah. And it's just footage from the launch. There's no director narrative or anything. It's amazing. Hmm. But I chose for Sama. Oh, man. That trailer yeah. hurt my heart. It's actually the one I haven't seen because I've seen Honeyland and American Factory and I haven't seen Forsama, but you it's like the American one Factory. It's good. It's good. Okay. But Forsama like was the one that appealed to me. Okay. Like I'm like, yeah. I why didn't I get that screener? Like I want to watch it. Hmm. Well, in oh man. I had a hard time because Honeyland, uh, we'll talk about this in a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was actually nominated for Best International Film as well. And so it has a lot of heat going behind it. Yeah, it's like people really like that one. It's the it's quote, the most awarded film at Sundance this year's Sundance Film Festival. It won three awards. From last year. Yeah. Yeah. But oh man. Are you going with heart or head on this one? I had to go with head because the Force Sama and the Cave, both of those really hurt. Like just the trailer, I'm mm-hmm. like, I feel so bad for these people. This is real life. Like, but American Factory was one where I went, okay, it's a Netflix documentary. It looked like it's heartwarming, but also critical of the rich. This is a uh, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what this you is need. an Academy Award winner. Give him the Oscar. So yeah, the, I'd say American Factory as well. So Jacob and I are going to agree. Copycat. All right, next category is. Oh, we got clips. 
He got real excited about he the clips. He did. I do. I enjoy those clips. I love. We're actually starting. We're, I think we're, we're like listener. We're turning the page here a little bit. We've still got a few. We're past the boring that. ones, but we're that. getting to be slightly more fun. Slightly. Yes. The next category is original song. The nominees are "Stand Up" from Harriet. Stand up, take my people Backing vocals by me. Mm-hmm. Oh, we didn't give a synopsis. We probably should. The okay. extraordinary tale of Harriet Tubman. You gotta sing it. Harriet Tubman's escape from slavery. No. <laughs> Transformation uh, into one of America's greatest heroes. Whose courage, ingenuity, and tenacity free hundreds of slaves and changed the course of history. See, that wasn't so hard. That was kind of hard. <laughs> uh, uh, we should do that for each one of these. Let's sing it after after okay. they hear the song because this is for you, so you can hear the song too. I'm standing with you from Breakthrough. Singing, by the way, right there. Chrissy Metz from This Is Us. Oh, okay. In a movie no one has seen. No, but the billboard has been up by my parents' house for like over a year. It's cheap. Uh, when a 14-year-old son drowns, drowns in a lake, a faithful mother prays for him to come back on the brink of death and be healed. <laughs> we just made that song up. That, that song was is so terrible. Memorable. That was terrible. Maybe we shouldn't sing Why this. are we giggling about the, the son drowning in a lake? It's a faith-promoting story. He came back. Cause it is weird to see like a, a very religious uh, movie nominated. You don't really is. You really yeah. don't. It really is. Because that's straight like Christian DVD, a uh, straight to DVD yeah, Christian exactly, movie thing. Yeah, that's yeah, where. Uh, next is I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away from Toy Story 4. Sounds very Toy Story. Very Randy Newman. Okay, can't go for it. When a new toy called Forky. Joins Woody in the gang. What is he doing? A road trip along outside. Old friends and new. Reveals how big the world can be for a toy. Why is he it's, doing You got a friend alone. in me. Oh, is that what that was? <laughs> sure. I thought you were doing that. I was trying, we're trying to do the songs that they sing. When a new toy called Forky. <laughs> Joins Woody in the gang. That was great. That's yeah, a great I song. Like it. I like it. All Let's right. just make this the rest of the episode. <laughs> Next up. Next is I'm Gonna Love Me Again from Rocket Man. It's a musical fantasy about the fantastical human story of Elton John's breakthrough years. <laughs> Woo. So there we go. And finally, Into the Unknown, Frozen 2. And also in Kristoff and Olaf and Sven, leave Arendelle to travel to an ancient autumn-bound forest from an enchanted land. They set out to find the origin of Elsa's powers in order to save their kingdom. <laughs> Oh, that was good. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was good. It was not good. But uh, I was actually thinking, someone might think you rehearsed that. that, was, that except was I didn't. That. Except you talked good. over the whole song. People don't even know what that one is. I'm <laughs> sure they don't know. If you have children, you know. Yeah. All right. All right. Those are the nominees. Can Frozen win again? Will they win again? Or the they, weren't, they weren't nominated for anything else. The answer is no. They won't win this one. Oh, really? The one that we were bobbing our heads to was from Rocket Man. I'm going to love me again, which sounds you like... You were bobbing an, your head to stand up by Harriet? Actually, it's that, a really good song. That's pretty good. That was a good one. It's a good song, but I could just get it confused with many songs of that ilk. But I think the Rocket Man song will and should win. It is a great song that sounds like a great of Elton John's from the past. I'm going to agree with you, Kent. Okay. Because it, it, it already won the Golden Globe against Stand Up and Into the Unknown already. And so I'm like, this one definitely has the power to... And it's kind of this legacy Elton John looking back at his life, mm-hmm. looking back at his musical career, 
and it's you know the the young and the new come together with Taron yeah. Edgerton and Elton John coming together. So it's a fun song. We all chose this one as well. Yes, we did. Man, we did. Stop matching me. <laughs> all right. Next category is best original score. More clips. And the first nominee is 1917. Now, I listened to all five of the nominees at work today. Yeah. And uh, this one was one where I felt like it was just like, it had these epic moments and quiet moments, like where I was like, oh, is it still playing? It's beautiful music. It's very it really atmospheric. Is. Not Thomas very Newman intrusive. Made that. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Next nominee is Joker. Kent, put down the knife. Put down the knife. Kent, put down the knife. White male rage. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, this one was it. It was a. Uh, it was very effective. It was weird to work to this soundtrack. Yeah, are you okay? I'm doing all right. Honestly. <laughs> oh sure, now you join in. <laughs> <laughs> Next, I mean, I I tell you, what, I was watching. Very rarely am I watching a movie, and I think, holy cow, this score is really working. Yes. When like, you can, yeah, Jacob, who's the who's the composer for that? No idea. You don't know? It's no. not on there. No. Here, there's their Read name. Read that name. Read that name, Jacob. Top there. Yeah, no problem. It's uh, Hilder Gugadutur. <laughs> Otherwise exactly known as right. the Greek Freak. That's exactly right. The Greek right. Freak. Yeah. <laughs> That's a crazy name. All right. Uh, well uh, done. Let's yeah. jump through the nominees. Next nominee is Little Woman. Kent, look at this new writing I've done. Oh, it's wonderful. Thank you. Let's run across this field of flowers. Frolic, frolic, frolic. <laughs> We have such fancy fingers when we do these impressions. <laughs> You're great teenage girls. Thank you. <laughs> you are so kind. All right. The next nominee is Marriage Story. You know, I just don't feel loved anymore. Why? What's wrong with me? I'm Kylo Ren. Put your shirt back on, please. No. That's why I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> You've been force Skyping with someone else. Uh, force Skyping. <laughs> Uh, Marriage Story, actually by Randy Newman, the same guy. He's been he's nominated two categories now. It's Randy Newman who did uh, Forky, the Forky song. I can't let you. I can't let you. You remember that song? Yeah. Good job. It's very yeah, repetitive. That is impressive. Yeah. All right. And finally, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Here's the score from Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you troll. <laughs> you troll. Oh, I'm sorry. Here's the score from Rise <laughs> no, of Skywalker. That's pretty messed up. Oh, I think this is from Force Awakens. <laughs> or Attack of the Clones. It really doesn't have... So having listened to it, it really doesn't have like a Duel of the Fates or like even like a main theme or sure. Imperial March. There's nothing in there that's like boom. But you love giving legacy awards. And this would be uh, John Williams' fifth yeah. Oscar win. He's 87 years old. This could be his last win. It will be his last nomination, possibly. This is Hildur gotten the years. Yep. This is her year to win because that was such it's a woman. Yes. Yes. Oh, who knew? It's it's <laughs> a woman is what Jacob just said. Hilton? I want to point that out. Hilton. I, I thought Hilder. that was Hildur. 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 It's an amazing score Hildur. that really captures the character. Oh, she did an amazing job then. She well, really did. And it was the first uh, solo woman composer to win this category at the Golden Globes. It, uh, solo women have won it before mm. for best original score at the Oscars back in like the nineties. Yeah. There's a couple. 
But each track on this CD is only like one to two minutes long. Uh, the longest one is like four minutes long. It's all very quick. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's also out of order. Yeah. Which is odd and right. unsettling. But yeah, I give this to I can't wait to well. see what she does next. So I give did, this to Joker as well. Oh, I thought you did John Williams. No, I was, okay. I was thinking Legacy Award, but I was like, I got to go with Joker on this one. I think it's, uh, it's Joker Sweep. Yeah. Joker Sweep? Yep. New flavor versus old school. Oh, man. Now, everyone... We're to the part of the show where we'd like to, a moment of solace, a mm-hmm. moment of tribute. Remember those things and people that passed on in the past year. And like they do in the Oscars, the In Memoriam, here is Bacon Cells In Memoriam. Rest in peace, the Shyamalanessence. The what? After the visit and split... M. Night had made a triumphant return to original storytelling that kept viewers on the edge of their seats. Mm. Though, with glass, his glorious return died, just like his main character did, in a small puddle of water. Oh! So sad. Spoiler alert. Yikes. Spoiler 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 alert. alert. Uh, I'll tell you what, glass left me feeling half empty. Oh, oh, I shouldn't laugh. Yes, this is somber time. Rest in peace, Black Widow. Your sacrifice on Voromir to acquire the Soul Stone was noble and permanent. It's sad we'll never see your story continue. Oh, except when your standalone movie arrives in theaters on May 1st, 2020, followed by your inevitable Disney Plus series. I've already bought my tickets. Oh, so sad. So sad. Rest in peace, Chewbacca. Oh, wait, he was in the other ship. Re- <laughs> rest in peace, C-3PO. Er. Mm. Rest in peace, sandworm. Never mind. <laughs> Rest in peace, Kylo Ren. LOL, JK. <laughs> Rest in peace, Ray. Kiss, kiss. Only kidding. What? Rest in peace, Ben Solo. Oh, forget this. Rest in peace, Star Wars. Oh, man. Yikes. That was heavy. Rest in peace, good character development. Instead of trying to give the characters on Game of Thrones a plausible ending, you opted for a quick ending instead and sacrificed Jon Snow, Daenerys Targaryen, Jaime Lannister, and many others on the throne of let's get this over with. All men must die, but this show deserved a better death. My heart is breaking. Rest in peace, Game of Thrones legacy. Hey! (laughs) I mean, hey. (laughs) Hey. I feel that you deserve a mother's guilt trip. You know what you did, so me yelling at you won't make you feel worse than you already do. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. It's so sad. Yeah. Rest in peace, Boba Fett's reputation. People used to think you were amazing, even though you were killed by a blind man with a stick and a hole in the ground. There's a new Mandalorian in town, and he is the Mandalorian. Baby Yoda, he's so cute. Baby Yoda. Oh, he's so cute. Baby Yoda. Never die, Baby Yoda. Rest in peace, the name X-Men. <laughs> Triggered by the word men, Disney will cater to sensitive fan bases, and inspired by the success of Marriage Story, they will call this franchise The X-Wives. <laughs> I could see that happening. Yeah. So sad. So sad. So tragic. So inspiring. Rest in peace, the term live action. If 2019's The Lion King was a live-action remake, why is it nominated as an animated feature at the Golden Globes? What does live-action mean? Am I live-action? Are you? Is Bacon Cell live-action since only our voices are recorded and Kent manipulates our pictures on the episode image? Yes. I don't know. You blew my mind. I know. It's so 
Rest in Peace, the perfect ending of Toy Story 3. <laughs> 2010 delivered one of the most poetic endings for any trilogy that brought closure to audiences and toys alike. Toy Story 4 made the ending pointless because Bonnie is a real brat that never deserved Woody in the gang. I- I'm sorry. Oh, calm I down, just calm I down. get so emotional. She's such a brat. Somber. Rest in peace, me trying to stay up on current music trends. I used to try to stay current on bands and artists, but it's just become too tiresome and I'm getting older. Why is Billie Eilish popular? Who is Khalid? What, what's a Lizzo? I don't know. And I don't care. <laughs> Rest in peace, my love for cats. <laughs> Confession, I love cats. I think the low maintenance, the cuddles, the playfulness, and the fact that they kill spiders and mice makes them a tier one pet. But after seeing Dame Judy Dench monologue and tell me how to treat a cat, a cat is not a dog. I'm not sure I want them anywhere near me. A cat is not a dog. It is not a dog. Rest in peace, CBS. After years of dominating the Nielsen ratings, the Big Bang Theory finally went out with a fizzle, and now all you have left is NCIS, FBI, Young Sheldon, Blue Bloods, Bull, 60 Minutes, and NCIS New Orleans, all of which are still in the top 10 most watched TV shows currently. What the heck? Who is watching this crap? Rest in peace, your search history for finding those. <laughs> no kidding. Rest in peace, my taste buds as I knew them. Because of 2019, I now crave pumpkin spice products. No! and spicy chicken sandwiches from Popeyes. That's okay. Mm. Though, I am too afraid to go to Popeyes or I might be the one resting in peace. Mm. It's true. So sad. So somber. Rest in peace, the Disney vault. After years of getting people to pay more for movies one time by making the supply scarce, you finally realize that people will continuously pay you $6.99 a month just to watch movies they already own. (laughs) Without the clamshells, too. No. No, no clamshells. Rest in peace, 20th Century Fox. First, it's no longer the 20th century. Also, you're no longer Fox. Oh, it's true. You Welcome w- to you, Disney. You whispered really, really quietly on that one. A little too quietly. I may have to boost your levels. <laughs> okay. Should I do it again? No. <laughs> okay. Rest in peace, my faith in Twitter support. You suspended my account for an innocuous tweet and then ignored my appeal for six months. It was then I realized that Twitter headquarters is full of a bunch of pansies. Yes. Slam. Rest in peace, bacon cell. What? Wait, that never happened. (laughs) Huh. Someone must have been trying to rewrite my history and my future. (laughs) Okay. Okay. man. There we go. Guys, we were real quiet. (laughs) We were. You're going to have to turn down the levels on the music really low. Whoa. I'm hoping I found a Billie Eilish song to put over the top. Oh, <laughs> who's that? Great. <laughs> Although, guys, Duh. I have to say, I really wanted to rest in peace Avatar's world record. Something in there. Oh, yeah. Because it has. Too many Avengers. You, too can't, many, you mean you can't too many Avengers re releases? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, that's where the joke is, honestly. Yeah. They'll just charge more for their next round of tickets. Yeah, of course, of course. All right, so let's get back to the categories. We're on the back half, and it's all the categories that people should know about. Mostly. Kind of. All right. Next one up is production design. This is the look of the movie. The yes. set. The, the Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Set. We'll go with that. The nominees are 1917. Old school war filmed with a brand new drone. Ooh. Parasite. South Korean Downton Abbey. <laughs> Jojo Rabbit. Heil hit movie. <laughs> no. 
We're going to get in so much trouble. Oh, that's pretty fair to the movie. <laughs> the Irishman. They're after me lucky nominations. Oh, no. <laughs> and once upon a time in Hollywood. Two handsome men take us on a tour of an idealized Los Angeles. Yeah, that's about right. And I have to say, the production in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood caught my attention over is and the best. over and this over. This is L.A. recreated. It was well, stunning how we're much all detail they put it in into yes. Yeah, it's a, you're voting for it I as am. well? Okay. Well, because... It, what Quentin Tarantino did is he went to these stores and said, can we transform your stores into like 1960s Hollywood and put up these signs? And they were like, okay, fine. Take them down when you're done. And it got done. They're like, no, keep them up. We They're love classic. Them. And so you get Brad Pitt driving around for like hours on end, listening to songs and just driving around Hollywood. And it feels like he's there. It does. Like the efforts there. It's not just like there for a second or B roll where it looks like the seventies. This looks like you're in the sixties. It does. Yeah, it's interesting. Okay, so it's a sweep. Yep. Yes. All right, next category is makeup and hairstyling. And this is obviously the makeup and hairstyling they do on the actors. Interesting. Yeah. All right, the nominees are Bombshell. John Lithgow borrows the fat suit from Austin Powers' gold member. <laughs> wow. He plays Roger Ailes. Joker. Wash, rinse, refrigerate, and repeat. Okay. Yep. Judy. Legendary performer Judy Garland arrives in London in the winter of 1968 to perform a series of sold-out concerts. Could play Judy. Uh, Renee Zellweger. Mm, that's right. Maleficent, mistress of evil. Maleficent and her goddaughter Aurora begin to question the f- complex family ties that bind them as they're pulled in different directions by impending nuptials, unexpected allies, and dark new forces at play. Did, did any of us watch this? I did. I did not. <gasps> Can't. Better than the first one. Wow, really? <laughs> Low bar. Yeah. 19, and lastly, 1917. Let's cover those dudes in mud. for those dudes Uh, uh, so this one uh, this is weird a weird category because i'm like it should probably go to maleficent because they actually it's big it's luxurious yeah if they had more complex kingdoms of people but they don't like that the academy does not award like big time alterations right like high high fashion kind of stuff yeah they don't they don't dig that so i actually went with bombshell on this one because i feel like (sighs) it's one of those jacob you picked it yep It's one of those movies where uh, they got their hairstyles right. They're going to live. Get, they want to give some love to this movie. This is going to be the category they give it to because they're like, they made him look just like Megan. And, and, you know, she looks just like Megan. It's amazing. I think you have a solid point, but I'm giving it to Joker. And you should. Oh, really? Yeah. I think Joker he deserves definitely it. Should, so he can lose. When, when he's painting his tongue with the white makeup. Yeah. Give it to Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> He'll go <laughs> up there for improving that. <laughs> and then crying with his blue makeup coming down. Yeah. Yeah, it oh, should man. go to Joker. And it's also, it's like I said, it's a period piece that works really well and it looks accurate. It's and, a period piece. But it's he's far kind more of risk wearing... than doing like an A-line haircut. It is, but at the same time, he's the only one wearing makeup in that movie. Yeah, but everyone there looks like they're from the time as well. But they just didn't shower. That's true. <laughs> That's all you need for early 80s. <laughs> just don't shower. Your clothes dirty. All right, so, so a little different on that one. Jacob and I agreed on that one Bombshell as well. Bombshell and then Kent's Joker. All right, next category is costume design. The nominees are... Costume design, by the way, making of costumes. Yes, the costumes. That Kind of like makeup and hairstyling. Yeah, kind of kind of in there in the title. If you don't get this one, maybe you shouldn't listen to Bacon Cell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, first nominee is Joker. Sponsored by Spirit Halloween, the inspiration for the next three years of Halloween costumes. Oh, man, it's mm. true. There's going to be some generic thing like 80s clown. Yeah. That's what it's going to be called it. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> the Irishman. Sponsored by Men's Warehouse. All right. <laughs> Little Women. Sponsored by the Nauvoo pageant. 
<laughs> Regional reference. Uh, Jojo Rabbit. Sponsored by the Reich Fit. No. <laughs> I, I could hug you for that one. You should. <laughs> and uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Sponsored by the Salvation Army and Desert Industries. True. So what'd you guys pick for costume I was really design? hoping for a darker reference on that one. But no, I already went with the Reich Fit. Okay, that's true. Can't go darker than that. Sponsored by Crocs is what I was about yeah. to Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I went with Little Women. <sighs> Jacob, stop it. Because I was like... I'm had, saying it first. That way I said it was before this you. This like a you copy my homework, but try, trying to make it look like you didn't. This, yeah. I don't know. Because the thing is, I always... And I, I got this wrong, I think, last year. Because I always think whenever they have the period pieces with the big froofy dresses, mm. that's going to get the award. That's the Because the, the, the people voting are the people that create costumes in this category. Each category, it's like the specialists are voting, right. in the industry Listen, are voting. Let, I'll it. be fair. This one, I... I kind of flipped a coin between this one and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This is the one I, I literally, I feel very confident about my votes, except this one. And I'm like, I'm, it could go to Once Upon a Time, which I'm guessing is Ken's choice. That is my choice. See, yeah. I, I, my heart wants to give it to Jojo Rabbit only because I feel like there was yeah. some uniqueness to that movie and the costumes. I'm Specifically, I'm thinking of Sam Rockwell at one but point. But it's a little too like flamboyant. It yeah. is, and that's why they're not going to give it to him. Right. But I'm like, they, they had the whole you know Nazi Germany look, the, both the bland and the colorful. It's true. There was something there and like to the it. Boy Scout Nazi youth. Yes, yes. But then they're going to give it to Little Women because of frou frou dresses. Okay, frou frou. And you picked. Oh yeah, definitely. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Okay. Got like the sixties. You might win that one, honestly. I like seeing Kent uh, like kind of diverge from our picks, Jacob. Mm-hmm. You mean this whole show? Yes, because it makes me feel like there's there's some chance that he might win. I know it's true. He could. Wait, you want me to win? Oh, once it would be once? nice. <laughs> it would be really nice for us to feel Is better. Pity win? if you could win sometime. Okay, oh, thank no, you. Right. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Next category is the best foreign language film. Although they're calling it now the international feature film. It's Ah. like they're getting a little uh, PC on that. Our nominees are Les Miserables. And this is from France. And it's not the Les Miserables you're thinking of. No. This is actually uh, Stephanie has recently joined the anti-crime brigade in in Montfermeil, the town where Victor Hugo set his novel Les Miserables. He quickly discovers tensions running high between neighborhood gangs. When his team finds itself overrun during the course of an arrest, a drone captures their every action. So basically, it's police brutality in France. Parasite. Il Gogoya. <laughs> what? I will translate that after we read off the nominees. Okay. Okay. And we had the... Yeah, that one's come up. Yeah. Uh, Corpus Christi. This one is from Poland. And it's after leaving the violent youth detention center, 20-year-old Daniel decides to pose as a parish priest despite his lack of religious education. Honeyland. Heaven for Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) This is the honey woman in North Macedonia. And lastly, pain and glory. This is from Spain. Salvador Malo, uh, Mayo, probably, a renowned film director in physical decline, revisits his past, his childhood with his mother, his first desire, his first adult love and breakup, and the early discovery of cinema. With Antonio Ooh. Bandaris. Antonio Bandaris is in this one. I haven't seen this, but I heard he did a great job. Il Gagoya means it's going to win. Ah. ah. In Korean? Yep. Parasite. North Korean or South Korean? South Korean. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Google Translate. <laughs> ah, good. By the uh, way, it means it's the best or it's going to win. One of those two. I, I know there will be fact checkers out there. It's so going to win. It easy. This one's yeah. up for best picture. It won the Palme d'Or at Cannes Film Festival. It's People amazing. love Parasite. Yes. It's Parasite. Yep. Me too. Yeah? Of course. All that right. That wasn't even close, that one. Okay, next category is film editing. Chopping the film together and putting it back. The nominees are Ford v. Ferrari. Kelly Blue Books, best movie of 2019. <laughs> nice. The Irishman. Hold Your Bladder. Yeah, it's long. Three and a half hours. 
Three hours, 29 minutes, Joel. Get it together. I paused it. Jojo Rabbit. Ikasa Rebel Wilson. No. Okay, first of all, that was terrible German. Second of all, you mentioned Rebel Wilson on Bacon Cell. How dare you, sir? Ikasa. Mihasa. What are you saying? Ikasa. I am. Oh, no, I hate. Yeah, I hate. Oh, I hate? Okay. Then it's okay, Joel. Uh, Joker. A white guy puts on white makeup. Oh, I see why this is so hated. (laughs) (laughs) And Parasite. Like a tapeworm, but it makes you more smart. Oh, yeah. I loved, by the way, uh, the director's comment on Parasite when he's like, I hope audiences can go over the one inch wall. Yes. uh, Meaning the The subtitles. subtitles. Uh And I'm like, I love subtitles movies. Uh, Subtitles movies. I don't know why people don't watch them. I watch all my movies with subtitles. (laughs) I do too, actually. We're old. (laughs) I can't hear. I can't hear what Joe Pesci's saying as an old man. (laughs) So best editing, I went with Ford v. Ferrari on this one. It's immaculate. I also went with Ford v. Ferrari because uh, I felt like the the uh, racing scenes were very well put together and the rest of the movie had a good pace to it as well. It did. The editing is honestly what makes this movie. Ford v. Ferrari? Yes. Completely makes this movie. Stop. Whoever the editor was on this, like, this could have sucked. This movie could yeah. have really been dry and a mess. And instead, it was beautifully strung together. But then, you know, you got to give some love to the Irishman, too, because I'm betting that editor had to sit through, like, 20 hours of film. Absolutely. Way more than that, probably. Yeah. And honestly, that would be just, like, a pity vote. Mm-hmm. I think he should have <laughs> I, I, he should have done some more work. Okay, next category. Best animated feature. This is a full-length feature. See, we're into, we're into good stuff now, really. All right, so our nominees are Claws. Klaus. Klaus? Klaus. 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 I haven't seen it, actually. Claws. That's Claus. It kind of is, because a simple act of kindness always sparks another, even in a frozen, faraway place. This is basically the origin story of Santa Claus. I heard it was great, actually. It's actually really it's good. It's great. It's one of my new, it's one of my new kind of going to put in my rotation Christmas yeah? movies. Oh, gosh. I'll check yeah. it out. Next Christmas. Missing Link. Mr. Link recruits explorer Sir Lionel Frost to help find his long-lost relatives in the fabled valley of Shangri-La. And that one actually won the Golden Globe. It did. Toy Story 4. This is the story that never ends. As long as we get money, we'll keep doing it, friends. They did. How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. When Hiccup discovers Toothless isn't the only Night Fury, he must seek the hidden world, a secret dragon utopia before a hired tyrant named Grimmel finds it first. Mm -hmm. And I lost my body. Someone find it for me, please, quickly. That's a long title. I lost my body. The story of Naufuel. Naufuel? Naofel, I can't say his name. A story of Naofel, a young man who is in love with Gabrielle in another part of town. A severed hand escapes from a dissection lab determined to find its body again. So there are heart and head choices here. And hand. I know what you're... And hand, <laughs> clearly. So, Kent, are you going to go with your heart on this one? I was until a few hours ago, and I thought that would be a mistake. I do believe that The Hidden World deserves this award Going all with your heart day. is your a mistake, heart. Well, That's Kent. your heart. And so I'm not going with it. But if it wins, boy, will I feel bad. So I'm choosing you should. the French movie, I Lost My Body. Really? really? You can find this on Netflix now. It is pretty amazing. The score is great. The animation is stunning. It's very European, but is cool. Very European content-wise? One scene. Okay. So you'll, you may have to watch it edited, but it is so fun to watch. And it's literally a hand. Think of uh, the thing, or thing, thing from, from Adam's family. family running across town. And it is so cool. So this one, because Klaus is one of my favorites as well. Claus, please. But And Toy Story 4 doesn't deserve this whatsoever, but probably will win. I'm going with Toy Story 4 because the Academy <laughs> makes terrible decisions. Dang it, Jacob. 
So I, I, you guys are besties. I would want to give it to Klaus, honestly, because the animation that was very unique and enjoy, it was give enjoyable. Give it to How You Train Your Dragon, Joel. But I got to give it to Toy Story 4 because apparently, and I found this out, Pixar wins every other year at the Academy oh, Awards. gross. And this is the on year. They haven't deserved this for 12 years. Well, Toy Story 3, took home, Toy Story 3 took home the Oscar in, two, in 2011. Mm-hmm. Toy Story 1 and 2 did not get an Oscar because Best Animated Feature did not exist when they were around. So they're going to make it up with this what? one. What? And no Frozen 2. Uh, I think I Lost My Body stole the place of Frozen 2. I think so, too. It's interesting. Good on it. So Toy Story 4, Jacob and I. Toy Story 4. And, and Jacob's uh, I lost, I lost my Jacob, body. Kent lost his body. Kent has <laughs> lost his body. He ain't got no body. <laughs> <laughs> All by myself. <laughs> that that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that was all right. Okay, next up is cinematography. The camera loves the movies. Our nominees are Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The best flamethrower movie of 2019. True. The Irishman. The Wet Bandits movie we deserve. Mm. I take that back. I think Jojo Rabbit had a flamethrower in it. Still. Okay, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood well, is better. 1917. The one-shot movie filmed in 18 shots. <laughs> Aren't they all? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Lighthouse. Two lighthouse keepers try to maintain their sanity while living on a remote and mysterious New England island in the 1890s. Why'd you spill your beans? Why'd you spill your beans? Tell me you love me, lobster. Tell me you like my hat. <laughs> Wait, that's far and away. And Joker. The dark alternate version of I Love You Forever. Think about it. Think about I it. I love you forever. Love you forever. The book? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, you got yeah, it? Okay, I got it. Take care of the mom? No, stop it. Yep. Bath time. No, stop it. <laughs> Family friendly. Cinematography. Roger Deakins is an all-star cinematographer, and he is doing it for 1917, and it deserves the win. Yep. All the way. Yeah, that's my vote. The American Society of Cinematographers gave the ASC award to Roger Deakins for 1917, which mm-hmm. means cinematographers already love this movie. And he won for Blade Runner. And it was only second. This will be the second win of his career. And the guy has an impressive body of work. Amazing. They need to give him more awards. Also, He's just an impressive body. <laughs> he didn't lose his body. <laughs> 1917 is going to sweep this one. Yes. It's a sweep on bacon sale. Duda. And a sweep in the world. Okay. Duda. Guess guess what we're up to now, guys. Boom, boom, boom. The best actor. Acting. So we got best actor, best actress, best director, and then best picture, everybody, every and then listener. And then that's it. Okay. So let's get into best actor. The nominees are Jonathan Price from The Two Popes. The Cool Pope. He is the Cool Pope. Oh, okay. Until he started hitting That's, that's your whole synopsis. Yeah, he's the Cool, the cool pope. pope. Adam Driver from Marriage Story. Kylo Ren finds out that divorce lawyers are behind the First Order. Mm. Antonio Banderas, Pain and Glory. This role is too sexy for him. Joaquin Phoenix, Joker. (laughs) Guys, I'm in the fridge. I can't hear you. What are you doing? (laughs) Why does he get in the fridge? Spoilers. So Uh, creepy. Not a spoiler. (laughs) That really was a great scene, though. Honestly, so bizarre. (laughs) I'm like, what's he? What? And Leonardo DiCaprio from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's got his Oscar. He'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's the synopsis. Yeah, yeah. that's the synopsis. That's a fair synopsis. Also known as he will never win this one. Oh, please don't let that if come back and get me. Joaquin Phoenix doesn't win this. Ridiculous. He has won the Golden Globe. I think he won the SAG. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he won a bunch of other ones. He he was. I've never seen a performance more horrifying in my life. It was 
it was like I said, I didn't want to turn my back on the movie because I'm nope. afraid he, Arthur Fleck would come out and strangle me. Yes. And, and Joaquin Phoenix, he has failed to win the Best Actor Trophy twice, 2006 for Walk the Line and 2013 The Master. He is the one to beat. I look at the rest of these performances. People love Adam Driver in Marriage Story. Yeah. He's still fresh. And I'm, I'm wondering, is the Academy really going to give it to Joaquin Phoenix? But I have to go there. I have to say. He deserves it. One hundred percent. Such a well done. I literally, I, listener, I I messaged these guys, and I when I was watching, I said, "Is he okay?" I mean, but for <laughs> yeah. real, is he okay? I don't know because it's scary. Genuinely. Yeah. All right, so sweep on that one as well. Yes, That's sweep. I'll sweep. All right, next category: Best Actress. The nominees are Charlize Theron, Bombshell, Heroes in a Bombshell, <laughs> Girl Power. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Renee Zellweger from Judy. The Story of Addiction and Disappointment. A real family flick. (laughs) Cynthia Urvio from Harriet. Not the spy. (laughs) Another book reference. Good on you. Scarlett Johansson, Marriage Story. Black Widow, Lawyers Up. (laughs) She's back again. And Saoirse Ronan, Little Women. The better Winona Ryder. Oh, because you're referencing the other Little Women. Yeah. Nice job. Nice job. All right. So best actress. This one could go a couple different ways. There's, really? There's there's two there's two that it's it stands My between. research says it's a really clear win. Are you saying Scarlett Johansson? No. I'm saying Renee Zellweger. And you're right. And you're right. Yes. We all picked her It's a hard movie to watch. It truly is. And it's one I'll never watch again. But what she does is pretty great. I've heard the movie is... I haven't seen it, but I've heard the movie is basically kind of a, a mea- meandering movie. mess. Mm-hmm. But Judy, uh, the Judy Garland uh, from Wizard of Oz. Yes. Uh, she. It's the story of kind of who she is after her fame is faded. And the Academy loves biopics. They love seeing people play other famous people. And they love sad stories and crying and yelling and weeping. And she does all that. And Renee Zellweger has been out of the spotlight for a long time. Yeah. She has not been to the Academy Awards since 2004. Okay. And so, she deserves it. She deserves the win for sure. Yeah. That's a strange comeback. Zellweger, Zellweger win. I mean, most of the time when people like, they've been, <laughs> yeah, Zellweger win. When they've been out of the spotlight for a while, it takes them a couple movies before the Academy shows them any love again, yeah. you know? And it's like with her, it's like, oh, you're back. You're, you're the front runner. You're still great. Yeah. Okay. Now we're to best director and then best picture. Okay. Best director. The nominees are Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, fairy tale that ends in ultraviolence. Very satisfying ultraviolence, I might add. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I want to hear more about this, actually. But uh, Todd Phillips, the Joker. The director of the Hangover series. <laughs> Definitely have a hangover if he wins. It's true. He going to party. Uh, Bong Joon-ho, Parasite. The kindest man in South Korea makes the darkest movie of the year. <laughs> it's pretty dark. Martin Scorsese, The Irishman. Marvel's The Irishman would have been way cooler. <laughs> nice reference. <laughs> and Sam Mendes, 1917. Would have been better with Wonder Woman. Mm, that's, that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's it. What's your votes? Are we all... This is another sweep, isn't it? Well, this could be a split because now we're getting to best director, best picture. Often these are linked, but not always. Mm-hmm. Not always. And no, no. so I'm splitting this vote. Okay. You're going Tarantino? The one I think will win. Uh, Tarantino could definitely win. He's been winning a lot so Bong far. Ho as well. But Bong Joon-ho will win Best Director Ooh, for a parasite. You, that's, not, that's not far off from what I think. Because he was my but, second pick. Oh, it's not your choice, though. No, because I, t- I picked Sam Mendes. You loved Skyfall. I, let the sky fall. fall. But keep in mind, I hated American Beauty. Yeah. So And he won, in Mer- he won Best Director for American Beauty I he think, did. as well. But here's the thing. I did research again. Mm-hmm. 
Only, only set. There's only been seven times in the Director Guild Association's 72-year history where a feature dire- where a director has won the the that award and not won the Best Director Oscar. Sam Mendes won that award, so the statistics are he's oh. going to win this award. You're probably right, Jake. What'd you Interesting. say? Interesting, Sam Mendes. Are you just saying that now with Joel's? Nope, it's already okay. there. Uh, but uh, honestly, I would not be surprised if it went to Bong Joon-ho or to Tarantino. It's kind of sad that Scorsese's epilogue, like possibly the last movie he's going to make with Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci or Al Pacino. First off, first with Al Pacino, actually. He's never yeah. directed Al Pacino before, which it's is crazy. Yeah. But I just feel like it's kind of sad that he said no one wanted to make this movie except for Netflix. And I'm like, it's great. How old but, is Scorsese now? I'm guessing 75 or something. Like that. I'm going to say he's 83. Older. Yeah. Like, honestly, the only miracle here, the most amazing thing about this movie is 77 this, is that such old men could still work and create something that was... And it's kind of beautiful to that, see them that, together. That, yeah. I mean, like, that, there's a satisfaction there. Other the movie doesn't that, need awards, it, I don't feel. No, it feels like an epilogue to all those movies yes. before, kind of like, here they are now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because it's not... A, I don't think it's a very satisfying so movie. So you guys went Mendez, so. I went Bong Joon-ho. Yep. Okay. And finally... Boom, boom, boom. We are up to the best picture for 2019. Oh, and man. the nominees are... Yes. 1917. Wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Ford v. Ferrari. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Was that a Venga Boys reference? <laughs> vroom, 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 vroom. I want you in my room. No. Room. No. Room. Factory. What? I think I lost my body. Let's find it together. Now you're just mixing movies. <laughs> Joker. I don't know if I want to say this, Kent. It may be controversial. Better than Jared Leto? Why so serious? <laughs> Once upon a time in Hollywood, let's murder some cultists. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Parasite. Upstairs, downstairs, creepy stairs. The Irishman. I'm old now. Look at my face. (laughs) Now I'm young again. (laughs) The boys are back. Uh, Little Women. Lots of represent. No. The lollipop tilt. That's not even. (laughs) What? That's more Judy than Little Women. (laughs) They're little. And they're women. Uh, Jojo Rabbit. Silly rabbit. Swastika for no. kids. <laughs> no, I can't. can't this will be my final episode, everybody. That. You can't say those things. Quarter Jew, I can say whatever I want. If so you've seen the movie, this actually makes a little bit well, of sense. Well, here's the funny thing about that movie is it is, it, I mean, it's all about uh, kind of Nazi Germany at the time, mm-hmm. but it's this weird, silly comedy. And like at the beginning, it's the, farcical. Kid, the kid's walking around just kind of hailing people, Hal Hitler and things like that. I'm like, oh, can you, can you do that? And the whole movie I spent, can you do that? Yeah. But he, but leans, he gets laughing. away with it. He leans it into it. It was refreshingly really like just... Irreverent. Yes. Yeah. So uh, no Kent, but yes, Taika Waititi. <laughs> and Marriage Story. Black Widow and Kylo Ren finally realized they can't make it work. All and right. That's it. Best picture of this one will be obvious based on what you guys chose. This is head choice. I. This is one of my... What's your heart choice? Oh, wow. You really want my heart choice? Yeah. Yeah. What's your heart choice? Well, my favorite movie of this list was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Really? Over yeah. Joker? Yeah. Joker is my fourth favorite. Fourth? Uh, yeah, even Parasite was number three. I would love to see Parasite win. Little Women was number two. Little Women. I, these are all really good movies. Jojo Rabbit doesn't really belong on this list, to be honest with you. No, it doesn't. And what? It doesn't. I love Best that Picture. One. Come on. It's like a uh, quirky comedy. Oh, kids, I would kids love to into the Academy. Oh, it's a comedy. It does not belong here with these art films of artiness. Based on this list? Yeah, you're right. No, it <laughs> belongs. But in Joker, just to see ever Twitter fall apart <laughs> the next day would be great but 1917 will be the winner will be will be 
So I would like to say Joker. So I, feel like, two was I feel like Joker made the biggest cinematic impact of the year. Yeah. It deserves the best picture. But then again, there's so many people that hate that movie. I think it will be the safe choice, 1917. It'll be forgotten about in a couple of years. I actually really wanted to vote for Joker just for that very reason. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if they did it. Because I think they're... People would be on fire. The, 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 the Academy is so pandering and everything like that. Like, you don't... You never know. Like, it did get like 11 nominations. How do we stay relevant? Yeah. And it has all these noms. Yeah. But nom, I, nom, noms. But honestly, it's all those nominations that all, also make me think that maybe they'll be like, that's enough. Yeah, I think so, you too. Know? You're right. Which is why I'm going with 1917 as Okay. Well. Jen and I had a goal this year. As you know, as we watched... You, all three of us, have watched every single Best Picture winner since the dawn of the Academy Awards. Indeed. And I had a goal this year to watch every single uh, to to be to see the movie before the Oscars before it wins because it always seems like it's the one I didn't see like I'll watch a bunch you know a handful of them and then it's like I get to it and I'm like oh that's the one I didn't watch dang yeah. it now I have to watch it so I had a goal I almost watched every single one of these Ford v Ferrari did a great job of making me care about cars mm-hmm. when I'm not a car person it kept me engaged the Irishman should it be on this list though I thought it was well that's it was engaging no, enough I don't no, think so it was either. fine. Uh, the Irishman was one where I was like, good job. Uh, kind of, like I said, the epilogue of Martin Scorsese movies, seeing the yeah. characters together in three and a half hours, a little bloated, but still fine. Jojo Rabbit, I absolutely loved because of its irreverence and its drama. Like it was able to sucker punch me in a way. I haven't been sucker punched in a while and still go back to silly after that. Joker, fantastic. As you know, uh, I just dark and gritty, but not like made an impact, not like horrible, gritty. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like gut wrenching. It no. was just off-putting, which yes. I really liked that feel of it. Uh, Marriage Story was yeah. brilliant. It's such a simple story. It made me sick the entire time. But brilliant to watch because, yeah. once again, no real villain, no real hero. Even the lawyers, like you you hate Laura Dern, but she's also just so nice. Yeah. Uh, Once Upon a Time Hollywood was one, probably the weakest one on here for me because I just did not connect the to the movie. Of the whole list? Of, of this whole list. I was actually so annoyed watching that movie. But the ending was so satisfying for I me. I didn't like the that ending. Brought me back in. As Kent, much. You know what? You know what it was, Kent? Is it was eating like a bag of like organic granola. You just put your hand in, and you're like, mm, "That's pretty good." Mm, that's oh my gosh, what do they put in this weirdness? Like they're so snobs. Like this doesn't taste good at all. <laughs> and then you like keep eating. And you're like, eh, "It's pretty good. It's pretty good." That's what I was thinking of. While there I was were, watching there it. were uh, in that vein, Jacob. There were nuggets of the of once upon a time. What am I like that? That's yes, the exactly, I exactly, exactly. And I really enjoyed those it was, parts. It was a mixed bag. Wagyu beef. But this I just did not. Steak. There were other parts where I'm like, okay, someone should have been on set telling Quentin Tarantino, no, you can't show entire clips of a movie that doesn't even exist. I was back there cheering them on. Keep going. Uh, and then Parasite, I just watched the other night, and it was thrilling and humorous and dramatic. It was, I could not put it in a genre. I was so entertained by it. But the two I have not seen are Little Women and 1917. And so I think it's going to be 1917. It will be because you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. it. It won the Golden Globe of the equivalent category. Uh, it got boffed. It got the sweep of the boffed enough nominations. Boffed Boftas. Uh, it got the Producers Guild of America Award. Mendez won the top Directors Guild, as I mentioned. And so I think 1917 is the movie that's going to win. And then I'm going to have to watch it. You will. Yep. And they'll be fine. You'll want great. to watch it. So we all picked. 19, I, I went a little long, but I kind of wanted to give a, a little love to yeah, each one of these love. movies. Yeah. And but yeah, and I haven't seen Little Women yet, but my wife uh, wants to watch it soon. Very good. So I plan to. Yeah. So I love Saoirse Ronan. I think she's a fantastic actress. Mm-hmm. And Florence Puke. Yeah, she's great Puke. too. Yeah, and yeah. Emma Watson's in it as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Oh, she's still working. Yeah, she is. <laughs> That's good. So there you go. There are our nominee, our Woo! predictions Woo! for the Oscars. Thank you for. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wipeout. Thank you for listening. Make sure to make your predictions on look on our social media page for the link. Uh, we'll be posting it there, and you can you could win a fifty dollars gift certificate to the movie theater of your choice just by getting as many right answers as you can. You may even beat us. But uh, so there you go. All right. But before we sign off, we would like to thank, as always, our wonderful, dutiful patrons from the I am the listener category. We have Terry Finley, Stephen Ross, Adrian Gray, Chris Drott, Braden Winterton, Spencer Larson, Crew Dutler, Colton Cook, Jennifer Kilkowski and Arsenal. From the Bacon Council, we'd also like to thank Nicole D. Hale, Chris Anderson, Ryan Farron, Mats Mudro, and Reverse Listener. Thank, thank you, you so much. We really do appreciate it. You guys are it. amazing. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter, or you can find me performing with QuickWits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's ShowtimeShowdown.com. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers if you'd like to interact with me there. Also, go find Bacon Sale on Twitter and on Instagram at Bacon Sale. Go find tpublic.com slash Bacon Sale if you would like to get at some of our merchandise. A lot of cool stuff there. Seriously, go look at Kate Bacon Hair. Um, <laughs> that's worth it. Genuinely, tpublic.com slash Bacon Sale. Go find Kate Bacon Hair. Also, uh, the patrons, as we just shouted out to those guys, go on, become even the lowest $3 patron. You can get some really cool content where you can hear dating stories and you can hear reviews and there's posts and lists and behind the scenes and the list goes on and on. So go check us out there. So until next time, you know, guys, I used to think this show was a comedy, but now I think it's just a tragedy. <laughs> oh, that's that's awkward. <laughs> <laughs>、Well, Are you okay, Joel? No, I feel sad and alone. There will be a yes, hoot for sure. sure. There'll be a lot of hooting.、Uh, also, more hooting than you've ever had. Didn't more stop using the safe word that way? <laughs> What the heck? Well, are we judging people like done their acting? Or it, was, it, was, it was pretty hot. They look. I'm not denying that. <laughs> I mean, what fifty year old Brad Pitt? I, yeah, I don't even know. Yeah,、right? I'm not denying that his it was, face is old, but his body's still looking good. Aging goals. <laughs> these are pre written. You're not coming、What? up with these on top of your head. That's so funny, just off the cuff. No, 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 no. Just we're gonna put a hit out. No, <laughs> no. Wait, so you're saying it's the wrong time? No, no. What are you trying to say? <laughs> Should I kill him or not? What? It's a,、uh, a sound maker. A sound maker. That's messed up, Joel. <laughs> was your childhood okay? It was okay. Without that, it was fine. Where's our donkey? When a fourteen-year-old son drowns, drowns in a lake, a faithful mother prays for him to come back from the brink of death and be healed. <laughs> <laughs> We just made that song up. That, that song is so terrible. That was terrible. Stop matching me. Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> More vibrance, Jake. Certainly. Like, Kent, put down the knife. Put down the knife. Kent, put down the knife. Kent, look at this new writing I've done. Oh, it's wonderful. Thank you. Let's run across this field of flowers. Frolic, frolic, frolic. You've been for skyping <laughs> with someone else. Such it's a woman. Yes. Yes.、Oh, who knew? It's it's <laughs> a woman, is what Jacob just said. Why'd you spill your beans? Why'd you spill your beans? Tell me you love me, lobster. Tell me you like my hat. I could hug you for that one. <laughs> you should. <laughs>、mm-hmm. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, you got it. I got it. Take care of the mom. No, stop it. Yep. Bath time. No, stop it. <laughs> Family friendly. No, not Auschwitz. <laughs>
Oh, no, no. No. Toasty! Toasty! And the enemy in three deep. Deep, deep, deep. See, you're getting better this time. Deep into enemy territory. I can't say enemy. Deep into enemy territory that was. ruined it! Check out! So, except for laughter we're looking for. Look at That was not cute. Uh. <laughs> yeah, okay. Good job, We're Kick. Good. I'm yeah. waiting for you guys to get into that, it. Let's keep going. Good. That was good. What's the next one? <laughs> really? That's good. That's that's yeah. I'm going to at least finish the laugh. Okay, go for it. Uh. <laughs> that was the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> uh, yeah. It worked better in harmony. Thanks, guys. Honestly. <laughs> oh, sure. Now you join in. <laughs> The song is like, uh, it's talking, talking into the unknown, into the unknown, into the unknown. I'm so proud of us. <laughs> <laughs>